Our governor says all Tennesseans can pack heat. Trump gets sentenced to two years off of Facebook. And an Indian wedding goes on even after the bride died. These stories and many more on Headlines with Denny the Bull. Welcome to Headlines. I'm your host, Denny the Bull. I'm joined in the Office Now studio with one of the hosts of Freethinkers of Clarksville. Here, without his nine kids on the Padula Network, it's Lawyer Wayne. Hello, Clarksville. Hello. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Filling in for Adam, who's out in Vegas right now. That's right. Hopefully promoting the show, Adam. <laughs> and she proves that big things can come in the tiniest of packages. That's what I always say. With headlines, it's Red Pill Jen. How's everybody doing today? We're doing great. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. With every like on this video, we get closer to the audience of the most popular cat video on YouTube, <laughs> Talking Angela, Summer Fun at the Beach with Talking Tom, which now has 1.7 billion views. Hmm. How can we compete with that? I don't know. Actually, how can they compete with us? That's the better question. That's right. Where yeah. else can you get 15 minutes of great entertainment stretched out over a 60-minute show? <laughs> now, Lawyer Wayne. Yes, I forbid you from laughing okay. at any of this material. I'll do my best. Okay. If you tr- laugh, uh? you have to put a dollar bill in one of those cans over there. Okay. And that is for Prince Archie's college fund. You know who <laughs> Prince Archie is? I have not. I do not. Okay. But you do have dollar bills, right? Of course. All right. So no laughing. All right. So it's time for this week's pop culture deep thinking question. Wayne, have you ever heard a scientific fact and thought, I call BS? All the time. On that. Okay. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Okay. I was told by my fifth grade science teacher, Mrs. Darby, that there are more molecules in a teaspoon of water than there are teaspoons of water in all the oceans of the world. Hmm. And I called BS on that right on the spot. Fifth grade, I said, that is ridiculous, immeasurable, and stupid. Hmm. Okay. So now I'm going to share with you some more scientific facts, not theories, facts hmm. according to science. Okay. Are you all ready to hear I'm this? ready. Let's okay. do it. Laura Wayne, did you know that babies have 100 more bones than adults? I did know that. Okay. Babies are born with 300 bones at birth, with cartilage between many of them. Right. This extra flexibility helps them pass through the birth canal and allows for rapid growth. Now, with age, (laughs) bones fuse together. Right. This is not a fair question for Lawyer Wayne. Are you getting ready to laugh at this stuff? You better not. I'm I'm really good at these try not to laugh challenges. So this leaves the average adult with 206 bones. Well, that's women. Men have 207. Oh, my God. Uh, The rib. I'm talking about Adam's rib. Of course. Dirty-minded. All right. Lawyer Wayne. Yes. Did you know that the Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimeters taller during the summer? It's true. When a substance is heated up, its particles take up a larger volume. Don't I know it? I was in the pool. This is known as thermal expansion, Jen. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, with all those beautiful French women walking around Paris with their summer dresses, the Eiffel Tower naturally undergoes thermal expansion. <laughs> and I undergo thermal expansion every time Ashley Miner's on Padula Show. Oh, mm. boom. Conversely, when things cool down, it retracts. So I think you and I would agree that is a scientific fact. Right. Indisputable. Okay. Lawyer Wayne, did you know that 20% of the Earth's oxygen is produced by the Amazon rainforest? I've heard numbers to that effect. Yeah, I believe it. And 25% of the Earth's hot air is produced by Sean Hannity. Okay. (laughs) I believe that. Did you know that Hawaii moves 7.5 centimeters closer to Alaska every year, Lawyer Wayne? I didn't know that. It sits on the Pacific tectonic plate, which is slowly drifting northwest towards the North American plate, back to alaska the pace is comparable to how quickly our fingernails grow well then mm-hmm. how about that in related movement california residents are moving 2200 miles closer to tennessee every year Stay that pace away. is comparable to the speed the speed at which lee press on nails grow <laughs> okay now wayne did you know it's another scientific fact all right did you know that polar bears are nearly undetectable by infrared cameras okay apparently to conserve heat they have a thick layer of blubber under their skin and a dense fur coat. That's my excuse. I'm conserving heat under my thick layer of blubber. <laughs> right. My question is, how then do we keep seeing all that footage of them drinking Coca-Cola if we can't see them on camera? Mm. That's what I want to know. All Asking right. the hard questions on Headlines yeah. with Denny the Bull. Well, never mind that one. <laughs> all right. Pet owners would be interested to learn that a flea can accelerate faster than the space shuttle. That's right. They can jump three inches in a millisecond. 
Now, relative to their size, this means that they take off at 100 Gs, which is measured against the weight of gravity, whereas the space shuttle peaks at around 5 Gs. That's right. Or when it's dinner time, I accelerate out of my chair at 20 Gs. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Now, Lawyer Wayne, yes. Venus is the only planet that spins clockwise. Did you know that? The otherwise are counterclockwise, but did you know Venus is the only planet that spins clockwise? I don't think that's true. Well, it's a scientific fact. Venus is always the also the only planet that rhymes with penis. Oh, Jesus. All right. Okay. I'm glad you didn't laugh at that one. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of another yeah, example, okay. but I yeah. can't. All right. <laughs> and lastly, this is one of those facts I would call BS on if I was back in Mrs. Darby's class. If you took out all the empty space in our atoms, the human race could fit in the volume of a sugar cube. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Adams, congratulations to our, our co-host, by the way, who proposed today. Yes, and he's watching right now. I'm he sure he better he be. He is. Now, if you took out all the empty space in AOC's brain, she could fit in the volume of an atom. <laughs> so there you go. Some scientific brain teasers for you today, Lawyer Wayne, just to welcome you to the show. Well, thank you. Wow. All right, it's time for our weekly Rushmore segment. Jen? It is brought to you today by the Axe Throwing Place, Clarksville's go-to place when it comes to axe throwing. You can visit them at 592 Fire Station Road across from the Publix in Sango. Check out all of their posts and videos on their website at theaxethrowingplace.com. Stop by and say hi to the owners, Henry and Sandra. All right, we will do. Now, who are the finalists, according to our viewers, for the all-time Mount Rushmore to disgraced television celebrities we had last week? It's pretty deep. Here Mm -hmm. we go. The final four includes... Charlie Sheen, Matt Lauer, Kevin Spacey, and appearing on his second Rushmore, Bill Cosby. All right. Congratulations to Bill Cosby. Another milestone. All right. Now, this week, we are asking you, the Bull Corps, who should be on the Mount Rushmore of dog breeds? That's right. If you love your Lab Retriever, if you cherish your Chihuahua, if you fancy your French Poodle or beloved your Beagle, please let us know in the comments. If you're glad about your Golden Retriever. If you'd marry your Mastiff. All right. That's enough of that stuff. Oh, wow. All right, then. Now, pick your favorite four breeds of dogs who belong on the Mount Rushmore to best breeds of dogs, and you could be in the running to get a fast pass. Mm. You could get a fast pass for our main post office on Wilmer Rudolph. It's like Disney Fast Pass. <laughs> it allows you to cut right to the front of the line. It's okay. usually a long line. There's usually one cashier. Yeah. And you can just march right past everyone in line and cut in. It's perfectly legit. We promise you won't get your butt kicked. Ah. Okay. We do not promise that. That's right. Okay. All right. Jen, <clears throat> I think you know what time it is. I do. Uh, it is uh, time for you to hand me the phone here. Hold on a second. Let me get this ready. Give me a second. It's a little heavy. It's heavy this week. Yeah. Right. It's heavy here. Got it. Thank you. All right. Arr. Maybe my arms are just weak. Okay. Uh, we're going to be calling our writers. This call of the writers room is brought to you by Moth to a Flame Candles. If you need the perfect gift, go to Facebook, look up Moth to a Flame Check out their selection and tell them the sense you're looking for in the perfect candle. I bought one for my daughter for her birthday. She loved it. You will too. Visit Moth to a Flame on Facebook. All right. So you don't you wish you had this on your show, Lawyer Wayne? This is where we call our writer's room. Okay. Uh-huh. Get that number right. Yeah, got to get the number right. Yeah. All right. Dial nine. All right. <clears throat> writer's room, please. Yes, I'll hold. Hello, writing staff. On page three, you actually wrote that Venus is the only planet that rhymes with penis. <laughs> you do realize this is a family-friendly show? Yes, I'm grateful that you didn't make any Uranus jokes, but still. <laughs> you realize we air on Sunday night when the whole family can gather around their laptop and watch us right after church? Well, they could. We have a very sophisticated audience, very sophisticated audience here, okay? No more dirty jokes or you're going back to work at Jimmy John's. You understand? <laughs> All right. You tell him. You go, Wayne, take that from here. All right. All right. You know, Wayne, I love that new bleep button yeah. that uh, Joe installed here because when somebody. Hey, I said dang it, not damn it. Need to open the tolerance on that thing. <laughs> Wayne, did you meet our writing staff on your way in? I, I think I passed by. They're in the second door on the right. It used to be a shoe closet. Uh huh. Down there. Yeah, that's our writers. Yeah. All right, Jen, do we have any fan mail? We do today and it's actually a question for me from mindy here in clarksville oh great she writes jen how do you keep track of all of denny's stories i for one don't believe half of them jen i'm deeply offended by the accusation being made here by mindy that i am prone to exaggeration Hmm. but i think you know that when i tell a story that story comes from the heart it's my truth even it's not 
built on a foundation of facts. It's my it's truth. It's your truth. It's your lie that you live in. So, Jen, I'd like to ask you four trivia questions just to see how much you really do listen to my stories, the okay. quote stories, as Mindy says. I'm here for you. I'd like to see how you, how, you know, how many of these answers you know. I got this. We'll call this Denny the Bull trivia, just to see how closely you've been listening. Okay. All right. And if you're a listener of our show, you should know these answers if you've watched our first five episodes. So here we go, Jen. Are you ready? I am ready. Where did I first get the nickname Denny the Bull? Oh, too easy. You ran the bases like a bull in a china shop. That's right. Now, where did I grow up and where? what was our family business? Oklahoma and, oh gosh, let me think. Hold on. I need my Jeopardy music. Mm-hmm. You were cattle ranchers. That's right. right. And now, where did I work in my youth and what always got me in hot water? Oh, oh God, I remember this one. Because it ticked me off. Yeah. McDonald's, and mm-hmm. you forgot that middle bun in the Big Mac. Because they didn't put that in the song. No. All beef patty, special sauce, less cheese, pickles, onions, and sesame Not seed there. bun, but they didn't say anything about the middle bun. Not oh. your fault. So, yeah, that no. wasn't my fault. No. Now, lastly, on what crossroads do I currently reside? Ooh, oh, oh gosh. Just said it in the last episode. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Let's see, it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it. Honky Lane, Old White Cracker Bowl. That's right. See? Okay. All and true. That it, well, about twenty five percent of that's true. All right, but it's my truth, and <laughs> that's the important truth. thing. All right, now before we go to headlines, let's cut to a message from one of our sponsors. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Denny the Bull here from the new show Headlines with Denny the Bull. Today, I'd like to talk about a new book I just read during a flight from Nashville to Vegas. It's by a local author, and it's called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob: The Last Resort Escort Service. You can get the book on Amazon, on Goodreads, or Dorrance Publishing, or wherever books are sold online. If you're looking for a book with romance that's provocative and exciting, this is the perfect book. It's a quick read. It's like Fifty Shades, only written from the male point of view. It's a story of four male escorts and their manager. And it's written as a series of journal entries, like diary entries. It tells all of their adventures with women who have hired them for companionship. I couldn't put the book down. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if these stories are real, but they certainly read that way. There's no other book like it. Again, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. It's written by local author Eldon Parker. Go to Amazon.com and order your copy today. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob. Thank you. All right, it's time for the reason you're all here. It is time for headlines with Red Pill Jen. Jen, what do you got for this? Let's do it. We got big news for big Americans this week as the FDA has approved an injectable drug that could change the lives of 40% of Americans who qualify as being obese. Wagavi, a larger dose of diabetes drug Ozembic, was found to consistently promote weight loss among users. Over a 16-month period, non-diabetic test subjects lost 12.4% of their body weight from taking the drug, which cost $850 per four-week supply. You know, I'm going to laugh when people who refuse to get the COVID vaccine run out and buy this and (laughs) stick it in their gut every week. Yeah, well, especially because according to the article, side effects include nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. The FDA said that the new obesity treatments are needed now more than ever. The agency put out a statement saying that, quote, being overweight is a serious health issue associated with some leading causes of death, including heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Not to mention being crushed when somebody fat lands on you. (laughs) You know, Jen... Speaking of those side effects, you know, all those side effects help lose weight. Well, they do. And quickly, too. Yeah, they do. You know what else leads to suppressed appetite, weight loss, and side effects like nausea and vomiting, Lawyer Wayne? What's that? Eating cat turds. You know, it works every time. I went on a cat turd diet and lost three pounds (laughs) in one day. It's a tough diet to stay on, though. you got to feed your cat a lot in order to get those turds. Mm. A lot of sugar. While they're fresh. A lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're talking about here with people. You know, seems like there's more fat people nowadays. I don't see that. Do you? I don't. All right. I want someone else to try this first. Laura Wayne, would you please try this first for me? For $850, I figure I could probably just hire a guy to come and slap the Doritos out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know. You know, I, this is why I love my doctor. He's a big guy like me. He's not 6'4", but he's big boned like mm. I am. My, my mother used to always say I was big boned. Mm-hmm. And I could have asked him to prescribe this, get a discount under the table discount, maybe a yeah. little black market action. Yeah. Yeah. So if this costs $850 in the U.S., it means it probably costs about 120 in Canada. Sounds about right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we just pay more because we're stupid and we elect politicians funded by Big Pharma. <laughs> Did you realize that way? Oh, I thought we were paying more because we got more fat people, but okay. Yeah. It's like Joe Biden, right? So my daughter, uh, my daughter, my doctor got promoted, so <laughs> he's now like hospital staff. So I had to get another doctor. Oh. 
know. Have you ever had to change doctors? I've never had a doctor. It's, it's very nerve-wracking. <laughs> it's horrible. I met the dude. He's got the biggest hands. Mm. You know, he shook my hand, the biggest fingers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of worried about that. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah. Two things you don't want, a dentist with bad breath and a doctor with big fingers. <laughs> you know, actually, my doctor told me that I have the testosterone level of an average, healthy 40-year-old woman. Well, there you go. He took my blood pressure and he called 911. <laughs> so he's probably going to prescribe this to me. Okay. You wow. know, I, I, I got to tell you something, Larry Wayne. I actually told my doctor, this new doctor, that sometimes I feel like a teepee. That's right. Sometimes I feel like a teepee. Sometimes I feel like a wigwam. And then yeah. I feel like a teepee. <laughs> then I feel like a wigwam again. Then I'm a teepee. Then I'm a wigwam. And I didn't know what was happening to me. My new doctor, he said, the problem, Danny, is you're too tense. Oh, Makes sense to me. Goodness. Yeah. Well, well, I'll try this when it's safe and when I hit the Mega Millions. I think that's a great idea. Well, social media giant Facebook announced this week that it is extending its ban of former President Donald Trump for another two years based on the results of an investigation conducted by its own panel of advisors. Unless he decides to run for president, then they'll extend it for four years. Well, of course. Right. But uh, you know, they actually kept that option open, according to the article. Um, Trump responded by saying, quote, the next time I'm in the White House, there will be no more dinners with Mark Zuckerberg. It will be all business. Yeah, it's all about disinformation as long as it's not liberal approved disinformation like Russian bounties or the collusion or the steel dossier. Yeah. You know, it's all about January 6th and a bunch of punks vandalizing a building, not the punks vandalizing Portland or Minneapolis every other night. Not those punks. So just a reminder, 75 million people voted for a political novice and game show host with a squirrel on his head who acted like a 10 year old on TV for four years. Why? Because they actually did well financially under Trump. They felt like they weren't forgotten under Trump. With Obama and Biden-Harris, they don't talk about me unless it's the fact that they want me to apologize for something my great-granddaddy didn't do. You know, he lived in northern Michigan. My great-granddaddy lived in Canada. And before that, they lived in France. But every time I turn on the TV, it's race, sexual preference, race, sexual preference. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care if you're black or Asian or gay or straight. Did you see the video where the dad and his little girl just went viral, where the little girl, a young black girl, is saying... Why do we even care about skin color? If somebody's nice to you and they're smart, yeah. they should be my friend. It's because so racism, she gets it. Well, racism is, is taught. It's not, it's, not, uh, it's not something you're born with. Yeah. So. But I'm telling you, Lawyer Wayne, I think Joe Biden is dividing this country far worse than Trump, far worse than Obama. And the sick part is uh, he doesn't believe or probably even understand a dang word he's saying. <laughs> I, I, I think it's all just scripted for him. He didn't say any of this crap for the first 76 years of his life. And the mainstream media, now big tech, protecting him and coddling him and talking to him like he's an infant. You know, you don't think America sees this? We see this. The emperor has no, no clothes, and he's senile, too. So I just think that with every action against Trump, you make him stronger. I don't know if you recall, if you're old enough to remember, when Apple kicked out Steve Jobs. Remember, they buried him, oh, they yeah. humiliated him, they took his company away. And what happened? With every mistake they made thereafter, they made him stronger. It's very true. And they made people in the company miss him, and he came roaring back and took back his company. So right. if you don't want Trump to do the same in 2024, better wise up. Yeah. Well, keeping it political for just a few minutes, legendary entertainer Barbara Streisand said this week that Republicans, quote, want an authoritarian state. Discussing recent, I'm sorry, excuse me, discussing recent voting rights bills published by the GOP, she added that they, quote, don't believe in free and fair elections. Barbara just wants things to go back to being the way we were. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. It was a long way to get to that. Yeah, job. it was. Yeah. It really was. I don't know. Authoritarian state. I'm old enough to remember when Democrats pushed for vaccine passports and, and, and the banning of a sitting president from social media like Facebook, yeah. like you just talked about. I remember that. I also remember Democrats forcing people to hang flags other than the American flag. Forcing networks to fire hosts, forcing Al Franken out of the U.S. Senate, forcing liberal indoctrination in schools. So, I, I mean, I know that Barbara was upset when her candidate lost in 2016, Wayne. And, and by the way, we don't mention that name in here. I, <laughs> just this is adds up. We don't mention that name, but it rhymes with Schmillery Blinton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You say it three times, we're afraid she's going to appear. So. Yeah, uh, that's understandable. Yeah. And I remember Babs uh, said she was moving to Canada, but she didn't. Nope. You know, but she's blaming Republicans who have no power at the national level and who are pushing voter laws exactly like we have here in Tennessee. 
at the state level. There you go. Well, speaking of Tennessee, let's bring it closer to home with some Tennessee news. An inmate escaped custody while authorities were taking him to get a COVID test in Grundy County. Anthony Burnett was incarcerated for drug possession and criminal trespassing. Authorities say he was last seen entering the woods behind the health department in Grundy County. Where the heck is Grundy County? Lawyer Grundy right? County is south of here. Uh, right before you hit Monteagle Mountain, if you're driving yeah. down I-24. Yeah. It's that county right before Monty. Oh, okay. Well, authorities say that Burnett is handcuffed barefoot and is wearing orange inmate clothing. They have deployed a helicopter and a dog team in their continued search efforts. Apparently, Grundy County Deputy Barney Fife said that the inmate <laughs> escaped before he could pull that bullet out of his pocket. I just keep, maybe he went to the Grundy County auction. Yeah? Yeah, I remember that song. No. He's, I, I went down to the Grundy County auction. I'm sorry. Ah, okay. Our viewers will know what I'm talking about. You know, Lawyer Wayne, this sounds familiar. He's cuffed barefoot, escaped the authorities. Right. Dangerous. I can see the Grundy County Sheriff out there doing a manhunt thing with a tent. You know, everybody drinking coffee, eating donuts, the choppers flying overhead, and the sheriff says, why on earth did God create Anthony Burnett? And all of a sudden, <laughs> Colonel Trotman shows up and says, God didn't create Burnett. I did. You remember that? <laughs> Brian Denny, he says, who the hell are you? And Colonel Sam Trotman, Special Forces. You don't remember this? Burnett is, this is a machine. The, is this from The Fugitive? It's from the Rambo movies. Okay. He's not affected by weather. You don't I remember that? He's trained to kill, period. I've not seen the Rambo movies. You've never no. seen the Rambo movies? No. He eats things that would make a Billy go puke. You don't remember that? <laughs> Jen, you remember Rambo. First I will, Blood. I will pretend that I do, but I'm also going to save you from yourself and tell you also in Tennessee news, Governor Bill Lee ceremoniously signed the permitless carry gun bill at the Beretta factory in Gallatin on Wednesday. The controversial bill, which goes into effect on July 1st, allows Tennesseans ages 21 and over and military members over the age of 18 to carry open or concealed handguns without a permit. It also increases punishments for gun-related crimes. Memphis State Representative Karen Camper said that, quote, every law enforcement agency in this state felt that this was a bad policy and I agree with them. And in response, Governor Lee said, say hello to my little friend and blew her away. <laughs> well, so that was the end of that. He credited much of the bill to the NRA, saying that it was part of his public safety agenda. Critics cite the fact that Tennessee ranks 12th in the United States in terms of most gun deaths. Yeah, and if you remove Memphis, we'd be 50th. Now, just a <laughs> note, 58% of gun deaths in Tennessee, Lawyer Wayne, are from suicides. Yeah. Really? And 41% are from Memphis. <laughs> We love so, you, Memphis. We love you, Memphis. We love you, Memphis. Now, I'm not worried about 18-year-old military or 21-year-old civilians carrying guns. No. No, I'm worried about 85-year-olds carrying guns. Because Why? That's scary because I pick on old people a lot. And the last thing I need is for them to be packing heat. <laughs> right. That's why. Well, I'm glad Governor Lee has the backing of gun manufacturers and the NRA on this gun-carrying bill. I heard he also has the backing of both Ben and Jerry on his new free ice cream bill. <laughs> You know, this is how influence peddling works. This is why every major network TV news is pro-war, and every one of them has commercials for defense contractors like Boeing and Raytheon. So, like, you're going to run out and buy a plane or right. something like that. Uh, so it's no different than saying that, you know, Mr. Bill Lee has the backing of the NRA on this bill. Yeah. I'm sure he has the backing of Mr. Smith and Mr. Wesson. Probably. <laughs> as well as, you know. Mr. Beretta, you know. Yeah. Mr. Glock, is that a thing? I don't know. Well, in the world of big tech, a large group of Apple employees are opposing the company's plans to require three days of in-person work per week starting in September, according to an internal letter. In the letter addressed to CEO Tim Cook, employees said that they, quote, want a more flexible approach where those who want to work remotely are able to do so. Lawyer Wayne, do you work three days a week at least in the office? No. You don't? Of course not. <laughs> so are you one of these Silicon Valley BMW driving yuppies who are complaining that in three months from now, not even now, but in three months from now, they have to work from home three days a week? Right. You, are you one of those types? I just, you know, I'm trying to imagine what kind of job someone at Apple would do that requires them to physically interact with another person. So let me Is, ask Isn't you, all the hard work done in China? <laughs> it's true, but let me ask you this. Let's say you had a fire at your house. Okay. And you call the fire department. Right. Say, hey, I need the fire engine, you know? Yeah. Right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, you call I need the fireman. I need the fireman and the engine. Right, in the Dalmatians. Yes. <laughs> and I've got a big fire, and they say, I'm sorry, we only work from the office three days a week. Oh, uh, see, yeah. You know, or, or how about you call 911 
right? Yeah. We're all working from home today. You go to the hospital, the doctor's like, yeah. It's a Thursday. I work from home I today. I don't think you know? it's quite the same, but the employees wrote that this new policy was, quote, not sufficient in addressing many of our needs, end quote, even after CEO Tim Cook said that most employees could work from home two days a week, Apple employees are virtually guaranteed weekends off. I would just fire all of them. Get I mean, I, I swear, Lawyer Wayne, and, and you may disagree with me, but I think COVID has made us the laziest bunch of bums in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and this is why businesses are short of manpower everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Like Jimmy John's that? is closed today <laughs> because they don't have anybody working there. And I, I think that this is the world of Bernie Sanders come to life. Now, this didn't happen for me. I filed for five weeks of unemployment in okay. the sovereign state of Kentucky and didn't get a penny of it. Hmm. But everyone got these stimulus checks for nothing. Most people kept working the whole time. They got unemployment plus an extra 600. Now it's an extra 300. For me, it's zero. But they got paid to sit at home for two weeks of quarantine, right? right, when, right. Flatten okay. the curve. Flatten the curve, right? <laughs> and once you give people a taste of that, basically producing nothing yet still getting paid, they get addicted quick. It's like heroin. And these Apple employees are proof positive. A year and a half after the pandemic started, these California tech liberals who probably waited in line to be the first to get vaccinated mm. are complaining they have to work three days a week. They actually have to take a shower, shave, and get <laughs> dressed and put on deodorant and drive to work three days because three days is a lot compared to zero days. Yeah, but they're working from home. I mean, these people are usually tech support. And why? as long as they have an at-home office and it's been working fine for the last year or so, I, I agree. Why waste? Why put the extra emissions out into the environment? Why waste the fuel? If you can do the job from home, why not? They ain't digging ditches. All right, They're not <laughs> exactly. bricklayers or washing dishes or cleaning toilets. These people sit on their asses and play on computers all day. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, you know, I tell my girls all the time, we're about to take a huge step backwards because people got a taste of welfare, and it tasted like a porterhouse steak. Mm, yeah, porterhouse steak. It may drive wages higher, but it's also going to drive prices higher. Well, let's bring it back local here for a minute. The historic Collinsville Pioneer Settlement opens this weekend with blacksmith demonstrations. The rural site showcases pioneer life from the 1840s to 1900. You know, it was back in the old days when we only had one place to get your driver's license here in town. I yeah. there still oh, was one place yeah. to get. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. It was back uh, before we had our own TV station here. Wait. Right. right. In Clarks. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Wayne, don't you find it weird that we don't have our own television station in a county with a quarter million people in it? I mean, I do. Yeah, we're the fifth largest uh, city in Tennessee, At, set to be the fourth set above to be the Chattanooga. Fourth. That's right. Yeah. And actually... We are sitting in probably the only television station in Clarksville. It's sad, but true. I just find it sad that we have to watch Nashville stations to find out how much Mayor Joe Pitts is jacking up our taxes. <laughs> right. Actually, I shouldn't complain because before you know it, the county commission is going to raise our wheel taxes to pay for a new TV station. <laughs> now right? you gave him the idea. You know, back to Collinsville, my wife and I went out there and we took some really good pictures have, nice? you, have you been there no i haven't i'd love to yeah but then i got bit by a snake and i went to the doctor's office oh, but the geez. problem is it was the doctor's office in collinsville and so they gave me a really good bleeding and i felt a lot better after they sawed off my leg yeah they thought i had gangrene actually all joking aside it's probably a what they've story. done with that collinsville so they just like brought settlements in oh really it's actually really cool the city made it a park so it can be preserved and taken care of so i do highly recommend it if you've never been there if you've never taken your nine kids to collinsville yeah it's actually a pretty cool how place. far is that from here it's like around south side i think okay so it's maybe like 30 minutes 25 30 minutes oh yeah that's not bad we You'll should like do a it. play date it'll be fun yeah well, the FBI is investigating Postmaster General Louis DeJoy for his past political campaign contributions and other misconduct. DeJoy, a longtime Republican donor and ally of former President Trump, has been the subject of controversy since he became the head of the U.S. Postal Service in May of 2020. The House Oversight Committee is investigating whether DeJoy pressured his former employees into giving political donations to Republicans while head of the U.S. Post Office. I thought you were going to say he's reading people's Playboys before they get shipped to him. He's, I swear, every month my Playboys all wrinkled on his dog ears on him before I even get it. He's probably doing that too, and he's also stirring outrage over a series of changes he initiated since becoming Postmaster General, including cutting overtime for mail carriers and removing mail sorting machines in postal facilities. You know, Wayne, he also came under fire for that series of collectible stamps, he said. He, he had a whole series yeah. dedicated to greatest Jewish sports legends. 
Okay. Yeah, it ended up only being one stamp, though. <laughs> Who was that? Sandy Koufax. Never heard of so, it. So, yeah. No. No. Yeah. Got, I, mean, I got nothing. Yeah, you got nothing on that I one. I got nothing either. All right. So DeJoy, or LDJ, as his classmates at Teal Handy High School <laughs> used to call him, said that he shared the senior class word for worst name along with his fellow senior, Richard Licker. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was nickname. very dejected. You got when, when you're naming kids, you got to think about nicknames. That's you know? right. That's you really right. do. You really do. Well, Esquire magazine reports that a series of Christian billionaires have donated large amounts of money to an organization that is spearheading the derailment of the Equality Act. Members of the group, known as the National Christian Charitable Foundation, include Betsy DeVos and family, as well as the owners of Hobby Lobby and popular fast food chain Chick Fil A. While Chick Fil A, the company stopped donating to the organization in 2019, owner Dan Cathy personally did not. Apparently, Chick-fil-A says it will have a new free food program for members of the LGBTQ community. I don't know if you heard this. Is that right? You simply display, uh, display your pride flag on your vehicle, and you can get free food at Chick-fil-A every Sunday while supplies last. Every Sunday. Yeah. Right and Hobby Lobby says they're going to do the exact same thing. You can get free <laughs> hobby crap every Sunday with any pride flag. Every Sunday. How did Carl's Jr. get left out of this? That's what I want. I What's mean, the deal with Carl's Jr.? He's like the worst of all of them. He does like bikini well, that's, calendars. That's like, oh, well, that's right. Paris Hilton, that big, uh, that commercial yeah. that she did. It was more like a little mini pornography movie. You know, I get that you can't separate the owner from the company, but Chick-fil-A is the third most profitable fast food chain in the United States. They're delicious. It's worth billions of dollars. And if customers like the food and employees like working there... It's going to be hard to boycott them for this kind of stuff or sustain any kind of protest against them. Wayne, what's your favorite chicken chain? I, I prefer Popeye's, but what's yours? <laughs> you like got a lot Hardee's. of options. I like Hardee's. You like Hardee's? Yeah. Because I know that I listened to Free Thinkers, and you guys were talking about chicken biscuits. That's right. And somebody said that chicken biscuits was the greatest breakfast food of all time. And I agree with that. I concur. Okay. You can't get those at Chick-fil-A? I, I think the Hardee's chicken biscuits better than Chick-fil-A chicken. Okay. All right. Blasphemy. Hmm. All right. Blasphemy, I tell you. Well, let's go around the world to India, to the village of Uttar Pradesh, where attendees were treated to the strangest wedding since the ending of Mamma Mia. In this case, a wedding took place despite the fact that the bride died of a heart attack on the altar before completing her nuptials. After being pronounced dead at the scene by a doctor, both families got together and decided that the groom would marry the bride's younger sister instead. They continued on with the nuptials, with the younger sister marrying the groom as her dead older sister laid in the next room. This guy's a real lady killer. Ooh, yeah. You know, this really is a story of two men. A groom desperately wanting to get laid that night, regardless <laughs> of who it was he was marrying. And it's also the story of a father who really wanted to get rid of a daughter, get her off the books so he didn't waste all that money from the wedding. Yeah. And I can respect that. I can respect both of them, really. He got rid of two of them. He got rid of two daughters in, in the same day. I mean, uh, I've always been one of those people that doesn't believe in soulmates. Do you believe no. in soulmates, Wayne? No. No, I don't either. Do you believe in soulmates, Jen? Yeah. Like you were just meant star-crossed lovers and all that stuff? I, I do to a point. You know? Okay. See, I, I literally asked my wife, do you like pizza? And she mm -hmm. said yes. Do you like music? Yeah. You know, Yes. Well, let's get married then. I mean, that sounds we'll good to me. And we'll split these taxes, yeah. you know, uh, and maybe have a couple younger versions of ourselves that we can claim as dependents. Sounds perfect. And get more tax money back. Yeah. I just don't believe in all that soulmate stuff, Wayne. No. No. And neither did this guy, by the way. This guy was very matter of fact in this whole thing. She was hot. She's dead. Well, the sister's pretty hot. I'm horny. Good enough for me, right? I mean, literally, that's the conversation that took place at this wedding. She killed over, and he married his her younger sister. I suppose so. Yeah. So, I mean, the story got even weirder that night. So, I don't know if you have this in your headlines. No, Maybe I don't. Going to go, but apparently, the the newly married couple mm -hmm. was in bed going at it wedding night, of course. And the groom had a heart attack and died. So she called his brother, uh -huh. and his brother came over and filled in. Just, yeah, so this story gets even wilder. Was he just pinch hitting, or did he like fill in for the whole game? I think he was just pinch hitting. Okay. Yeah. So okay. soulmates. To draw an example from the animal kingdom, there are only so many breeds of dogs, right? Yeah. There, there's only so many breeds of people. There's not endless combinations. And, you know, there's so many weights. There's so many hair colors. So many eye colors. Some like music or movies or books. You just find the one that irritates you the least. 
Mm. Right? I agree. You, I mean, you've got nine kids. Yeah. Right? And so, obviously, like the thermal expansion we talked about earlier with the <laughs> Eiffel Tower, you've experienced thermal expansion. Occasionally. You've had relations with the opposite sex. I'm sorry, uh, Quinn. So I've been told. Obviously. So, uh, you know, to me, I think it's, it's just a matter of, I don't believe in all that soulmate stuff. No. Some people are just in love with romantic love. I think. Well, that's a different thing. You can be in love with being in love or, yeah. I mean, how do you, exp- if you don't believe in the soulmate stuff, how then do you explain the fact that people will meet each other in high school and, and things go awry and they move across the country and then somehow find each other 25 years later and live happily ever after? They were both available. They both found <laughs> each other physically attractive. They're like lions. So there's no kismet. It's just it's there, just There's no kismet. That's right. All right. Change my mind. Comment okay. your comment in the comments and change my mind. Change his mind, guys. He's, he, he needs some, yeah, we, we need a hopeless romantic in here besides me. Well, in Hollywood news, fans are overjoyed with guest host Mayan Bialik's turn as a host of Jeopardy. The former star of The Big Bang Theory said that it was, quote, an immense honor, end quote, for an academic like herself to host Jeopardy. Bialik, who studied neuroscience in college, said that she, quote, was raised in a very creative and academic family. She continued by saying... I fell in love with science, and that love led me to a Ph.D. in neuroscience. I so appreciate that Jeopardy! is a show that tests all aspects of intellect and allows the brightest minds to shine. Alex, I'll take conceited Hollywood liberals for 400, please. <laughs> she, is, she is. She likes herself quite a bit. Yeah, she gave yeah. herself an A+. Plus. She did. Yeah. yeah. So she's got a Ph.D. in neuroscience That's right. that she's never for one day ever used in her life. Except for consulting on the Big Bang Theory. Is that what it was? Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah. So it's a piece of paper in a frame on the wall. She's been acting and never stopped acting since she was... Blossom. Well, wasn't she the young Bette Midler in Beaches? She was, As yes, well. So that was right. like, what, 88? Oh, gosh, probably. Yeah, somewhere. Then Blossom. Yeah. Okay. So this is a PhD, not an MD. So she's a doctor like Dr. Jill Biden is a doctor, kind of a teacher doctor, right? Yeah. I think she's more of a doctor. She, you think Blossom's actually a doctor? She's got a degree in neuroscience. Right, but it's a PhD. It's not like an MD. Still, you know. It's an academic. you got to pass some a, grades. Yeah, it's an academic you gotta, you gotta, doctorate. You yeah. gotta write some papers. She knows some things. She knows some things. She's a <laughs> smart lady. Uh, you know, I was raised in a factory. I worked in a factory. And that love of working in a factory led me to get a master's degree from Austin P. State University <laughs> in management of factories. And I'm so happy that I can host Headlines with Denny the Bull which is a show that tests all aspects of intellect, allows the brightest minds to shine. Oh, shut up. That's what I say to Blossom. Shut up. Actually, I thought Aaron Rodgers, and I hate Aaron Rodgers. Tell us how you really feel. I hate Aaron Rodgers, but he did a good job hosting Jeopardy. I haven't watched it. It's not Trebek. I can't do it. Yeah, and you also, know I'm, I'm not smart enough to answer the question. Actually, I got a sad admission here. I've never voluntarily watched a single episode of Jeopardy. Voluntarily? Wait a minute. That insinuates because that you've like been waterboarded into it by your that's wife. Insinuates- like you're over at your grandma house and uh, it's on right. that's right my parents okay. are watching it it's on so i know and i've basically seen more saturday night live sketches about jeopardy <laughs> than i have actually watched jeopardy oh, yeah. yeah so i having said that i wouldn't care if kamala harris hosted jeopardy because you know i just don't watch but it. the laugh yeah could you get past yeah, the, the laugh the cackle yeah no i, I don't think i could either well while we're on the subject of game shows wheel of fortune host pat sajak announced on the air that he is the proud father of a doctor dr patrick michael james sajak he's the 32 year old son of the famous 70 year old 74 year old host sajak asked co-star vanna white if it was okay to brag on his son during the show and then did just that Yes, Ajax said that his son is now a doctor, and everybody went crazy. And he said he'll be opening his new OBGYN clinic in Los Angeles. Everybody went, oh. Oh, boy. Okay. Does he have big hands, I wonder? Yeah, he's got big fingers. (laughs) So I looked up Pat uh, Sajak's personal (laughs) life and was not at all surprised to learn that, like every other TV show host, and I mean every other one of them, whether it's Alex Trebek or Richard Dawson or Jimmy Kimmel or Howard Stern, Mr. Sajak, you're not going to believe this, Jen, hmm. but he dumped his first wife, who was with him when he was a nobody, before he got rich and famous. No. Mm-hmm. It's incredible how he would do that, like they all do. And then he married a woman. How much younger do you think she is than him? Oh, gosh. Just, just throw out a number. Uh, how four, much, 40 years. How about 20 years younger? He's 20 years younger, <laughs> and she was such an intellectual, she appeared in Playboy. Oh, and a pictorial well called The Women of Washington Great in 1988. In so they had so much in common. 
That, that's again. That's that soulmate thing again. They have so much in common. Finally found his soulmate. He finally <laughs> found his soulmate on the pages of Playboy. Now you climb the ladder, you achieve success, you dump the old hag, and you get a younger version. That's what he did. That's what they all do. That's wretched. Well, then they weren't soulmates to start with. And it's not just in Hollywood. It's in Congress too. I keep mm-hmm. seeing these congressmen who these famous congressmen who die and then you see their wife and they're 30 years younger or even Nelson Mandela remember his wife stuck with him the whole time he was in a South African prison right and what was the second thing he did when he got out he came out and he gave a big speech he said I'm out and then he called his divorce lawyer right that was the first thing he did and divorced her so you know I, I just uh I'm proud of the fact that Dr. Patrick, what do you say, Patrick Michael James Sajak? Uh, I'm very proud of the fact that he did not pay a penny of his nine years of yes. medical school. I'm Actually, sure. I'm sorry, Doctor. Pa- yeah, Patrick. Yeah, Michael. J- yeah. Patrick Michael James didn't pay a red cent, yeah. and I'm sure he really had to fight to get into that medical school, right? You Unless don't know that he went I mean, to the same one as Blossom did. Guys, come on, it's Pat Sajak. Right. We're not talking about Bill Gates here. Okay, but no. if you go to a college, <laughs> if I went to Austin P. and I said, "Hi, my name is Wayne." Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Somebody's going to be Googling, does Arnold Schwarzenegger have a son named Wayne? Right. right. And they're going, oh, my God, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid. We can't say no to him. So I'm sure when you say say Jack, there's only one say Jack anybody knows <laughs> this in this true. world. This is true. Lawyer Wayne, let me ask you, did you pay for your own law school costs? I did with, if, if you mean, did I borrow money yes right but did you the pay rest, it or did you have like a rich grandma i did not have a rich grandma or anything like that <laughs> all no. right did you so you took out student loans i did okay and, and so you did not go for free because you're the son of john wayne i did not oh wait a minute <laughs> wayne's your first wayne's name. his right. first right. name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. all right no so, actually no it's not his first name is lawyer his last name is wayne right. okay right. Yeah. well anyway i heard pat sajak said he's very proud of his daughter maggie sajak who filled in as a letter turner while vanna covered pat when he was out for surgery is that so, so that's exactly what he said oh well, that must have been a little awkward because he's yeah. been staring at vanna's hind end for what 40 years well yeah but see vanna was was the host and she did the letters so oh, pat vanna wow. hosted wheel what? of fortune she yeah she was the host I, I, I may have to look that up yeah. and sajak's daughter I, I haven't voluntarily watched wheel of fortune <laughs> kind of like you in forever yeah i might actually want to see that that was actually a show I'd, look, I'd watch it that was a show i could actually watch and do pretty well at I yep. could actually figure that guessing stuff the, out. Guessing the... See, Jeopardy, what would throw me off is having to ask it as a question. Oh, yeah. Right? I'd never get that now, right. Now, what throws me off about Jeopardy is that, again, I'm, I'm a very smart woman. I'm just not Jeopardy that. smart. Um, now, I am... I'm excellent at Wheel of Fortune. That's my jam right Yeah. There. Yeah, and Family Feud. I'd like to play Wheel of Fortune. Family Feud can. would be fun, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, so, we, we should do that. We should do that. We got four of us right here. We do. Perfect. Okay. We need one more. All right. All right, well, in its second annual Pride issue, People Magazine features king of Latin pop Ricky Martin. Martin, 49, says that he is, quote, more comfortable in his own skin than ever before. The singer, who officially came out in 2010, has a new album, his 11th, coming out later this month. Martin has sold a whopping 7 million, 70 million records after exploding on the scene in 1999 with Livin' La Vida Loca. So you're saying that Ricky Martin officially broke out in 1999, but he didn't formally come out until 2010. Well, he he broke out as well. Actually, I, I believe it was if you count Menudo. I mean, he was it was before 99. Okay, yeah, but he, but he became really a big thing famous. in 99. But it yeah. wasn't until 2010 that he came out. Came out as as being gay. Yes. Okay, I got news for you, Jen. Yeah, I think he came out in 1999. You think so? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think uh, Ricky Martin coming out as gay. After 10 years of celebrity, it packed about as much surprise as me admitting that I have a food addiction <laughs> or uh, Padula coming out as being right wing. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of surprise there. And that's fine. I, I remember when it happened, but it was like, hmm. I just thought, Ricky, you know, you don't really need to come out. You know, yeah. we, we, we already know, but we love you anyway. Like, I don't have to come out as a food addict either. But I just think that certain, sometimes celebrities come out and we're like, yeah, we know. We don't care. Well, some of it's we know, and the other of it is, is I agree with you. You really shouldn't have to because right. I, let's say I was a celebrity. I wouldn't have to come out and say, guys, guess what? I'm heterosexual. I like yeah. men. Right. I mean, it's, so to me, it's just a very personal thing. And, yeah. I, I, you know, if you like, I mean, like who you like, do what yeah. you do. I, if I your mean, soulmate happens to be of the same gender, then go for it. It's like Ellen or Jodie Foster or Elton John or Richard Simmons. 
you know, we've lived with you our whole lives. We love you. Yeah. Right? You don't need to say anything about no, it. No, people didn't love Ellen after Wait, she Richard came Richard Simmons out. is gay? Since what? When? Wait, what? No. Really? We don't we don't up. report falsities here on Denny the Boy. Well, I thought I thought that was like a known fact. Maybe I <laughs> maybe I have some inside information. Maybe. Let me ask you something, Larry Wayne. When a celebrity comes out, has it ever been a complete and utter shock to you? Oh, I assume they're all perverts. Just if you're a celebrity, my assumption is you're you're doing something underhanded. Wait, well, gay doesn't going make to Epstein you a pervert. Island. Well, I mean. I don't yeah, know what uh, does, the, you know. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, the yeah. one that shocked me was yeah. Kevin Spacey. Really? It yeah. shocked you? It shocked me. I, 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 I was Are like, you I, serious? Have you not I watched like, House of like, Cards? I was calling everybody. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you hear what Kevin Spacey just said? May, oh, may, I'm sorry. I handed that to you earlier. May, may, yeah. yeah. You, that's the other one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, line, I was, that's line two. I, yeah, that's line two. I was shocked by the Kevin Spacey. Really? That one I did I was not too. I, you know, I didn't even realize sitting here now that, that Kevin Spacey had, had come Had you out. watched House of Cards? He's an I did. actor, okay. lawyer In House Wayne. of Cards, he plays a, 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 a spoiler alert, a bisexual uh, a, a politician that, that's that's constantly, you know, yeah. doing mm-hmm. all kinds of perverted things. But he's acting. Um yeah, but it felt a, he he was really good at it. And you start to wonder <laughs> this is his pet project. This is him, you know, you know, his big thing going on. And so when he came out, he he just it was like of course, of course. Maybe it was method this. acting. Yeah, well, it came out kind of by accident because he had accusations and that was his answer to the accusations. Was, well, it, hey, I'm gay though. You know, I'm waiting for right. that one that just shocks the world. Right. Who do you think it's going to be? Like Tom Selleck. Tom Ooh. Selleck coming out. Oh, what about him. Tom Cruise? Actually, Tom Selleck was in that movie In and Out with oh, Kevin. Cl- no, it's, it's actually the name of the movie with Kevin Klein. Tom Selleck shaved his mustache. Yeah. And played a gay. I think he was a journalist or something really? like that. And he did a great job. Hmm. I'm going to tell you, I saw Tom Selleck on that Friends reunion. Yeah. It's looking pretty damn good. He looks good for. He's got to be like seventy. He's, he's something, easily right? late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. He's had this forty-year career, and you know what? He is probably the most crossover star because we kind of know he's a conservative. We know he's a big gun advocate and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yet he is popular in liberal circles. Obviously, he's had so much TV work in his career. So obviously, he's. Well, you know why I think. Why? Because he doesn't. He keeps his stuff to himself. He's like Dolly Parton, where she, you know yeah. she she's got her. She's like, I've got my views. Right. I'm an entertainer. Yeah. I'm not a politician. It's not. It's not my business. Yeah. What about Dolly Parton? Is she? Oh, she's getting canceled. Is she's she? got to have some kind of terrible racist thing. She's on got camera nothing. She's back perfect. Come on, Dolly Parton doesn't have something racist on camera from back in the day. That, yeah. That's under wraps, you know, in that Disney vault or something. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure of it. There's you no know way what? she's unscathed from that. Think about this, though. Dolly Parton, kind of a staple here in Tennessee, right? An right. icon. Yeah. But she also had that same crossover appeal yeah. because she made nine to five with two of the biggest liberals there is, which is Jane Fonda. Yep. And I, I wish Adam was here. I was literally just, just thinking Just think if Adam was here when thing. we're talking about like, Jane, Jane Fonda. <sighs> Jane Fonda. Adam's got a crush on Jane He does. Oh, he okay. loves, loves him some Fonda. But Lily Tomlin and She's Jane Fonda. yeah. And yet Dolly Parton was in it. And nobody thought, oh, can you believe Dolly Parton is doing a movie with Jane Fonda? Nobody said that. Well, right. It was back, I mean, look at the time. You got to look at the time frame and where society yeah, was. That was and, probably 1980 or so. Oh, yeah. It was definitely during the 80s. Yeah. Well, speaking of time frame, 9 mm-hmm. to 5, you know what time it is? Oh, I thought we were going to avoid this, Jen. Nope, can't do it. It's Biden time. Mm. Speaking in his first Memorial Day address at Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia, the president spoke about how sacrifice and fallen heroes before saying that, quote, democracy itself is in peril here at home and abroad, end quote, and repeating his idea that, quote, white supremacy remains the greatest threat to American lives, end quote, Biden talked about voting law changes in Georgia and Texas and the effect that it will have on America. Democracy is so in peril that more people voted in the last election than in any election in American history. 155 million people just voted in November. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. And a Rocky Balboa underdog, I'm talking about Joe Biden, Right. (laughs) with no enthusiasm, with no visible support, won the election over a sitting U.S. president 
who got 75 million votes, the second highest vote tally of all time behind Joe Biden's. So how is it in peril, Joe? I, I, we got an ID to vote? Good. You should. You can only vote over, what, two, week, two and a half weeks early? You don't get unsolicited mail-in ballots? Good. I agree with it 100,000%. Yeah. I mean, do you have a problem with these voting? You realize this Texas and Georgia voting bills that they're pushing, Lawyer Wayne? Right. Make their voting exactly like Tennessee. I, I have not heard any anybody say anything specific about the voting law changes that they don't like. Uh, just that they don't like they're you know, saying they're racist. Change. They're yeah. saying that the Georgia bill, especially because they're going to require ID, that this was a big hoopla several weeks ago, that it's racist because they're going to require identification in order to vote. Well, first of all, I think it was inappropriate for him to go after Republicans in this speech. It wasn't relevant. Nobody wants to hear you sound like Nancy Pelosi on Memorial Day. And it was even hmm. more inappropriate. I don't know if you saw that moment where he addressed there was a mother and daughter yeah. who introduced him. Okay. I, I think the family lost the dad you know, in, in oh. combat. And so they had a mother and daughter introduce Biden. Yeah. And so while he's sitting there, he looks, o- he, while he's speaking rather, he looks over and says, oh, look at her. Now she's nine years old, the daughter. Okay. This is right on the video. Go to even CNN's. Yeah, I want to, I want to check out the I, whole I video. Swing. Yeah. Did you see that? He looks I over did. at her and he goes, look at her. Look at the, I, he goes, I really like those Brett's in your hair, man. He's like, look at her with her legs crossed like that. She looks like a real lady, doesn't she? And literally, wait, she, wait, are you joking? I am saying he said this right Yowza. on stage on Memorial Day, and you could see all of his handlers just. <gasps> it, it was when he said, "She looks like she's nineteen years." She old. looks like she's nineteen years like, old. She's that's nine. Oddly, that's really cringy. Um, yeah, and, and and I thought, this is what you got, you people who said that if I voted for Trump, I'm a bad person. Okay. But I told you right back I wasn't going to vote for Joe Biden because I knew this is what we're going to get. He's been a hair-sniffing pervert for 50 years in government. I knew nothing had changed. And so... You know what, Denny? I'm going to say this. I think that our first call, or actually our first move when we walk out of the studio tonight is we need to stop by that writer's desk because you know what they did to us? What? They put that as our last headline of the week. Well... No happy note here. You know what, Wayne? We live in a society where the right believes that abortion is murder and guns are freedom. And the left believes that guns are murder and abortion is freedom. And, you know, we may never not uh, we may never agree on those two issues. Mm. But, you know, I bet we can agree on the other 98 percent issues, Wayne. Let's agree that Barbara Streisand survived the Trump presidency just fine. She's all right. Let's agree that Bill Lee is undoubtedly the NRA's man of the year. Woo-hoo. Let's agree that it doesn't take a neuroscience degree to host Jeopardy. Absolutely not. Let's agree that employees who can't work three days a week need to become former employees. They need to become ex-employees. That's what they would become if they work for us here at Headlines with Denny the Bull, where we work one day a week. Gosh darn it. And let's agree that you should always have a backup ready in case your bride dies at the altar. (laughs) At least in India. At least in India. So let's agree on all of these things, and then we'll disagree on just a couple. So... For Lawyer Wayne, thanks for filling in this week. Thanks for having me. Great job. You're always welcome back here. Sorry, Adam. Uh, We're actually going to pay you exactly as much as we paid Adam. That's nice. All right. And for Red Pill Jen, this is Denny the Bull. Thank you for watching Headlines. We'll see you next time.